Talking Back. I'm your host, Dr. Paula Sperry. For the next half hour, I invite you to join me as we explore health issues in the news and learn from those involved in keeping our community healthy. Our goal is not to diagnose or to suggest treatment, but to celebrate your body's innate potential to heal itself. Welcome to Talking Back, now in our 30th year of programming this local talk show to all of you here on Cape Cod. And we're going to be addressing something today that affects all of you here on Cape Cod. Oh, the heck with that. We're addressing things that are affecting the whole nation. Oh, not even that. It's the whole world. And it's the world of what the heck are we doing with pesticides and fertilizers and things like that. And I've probably got the two best people to talk to you about it today. Laura Kelly, who is an environmentalist that we all know. She's been hard at work for 30 years trying to educate everybody about all the harmful effects of spraying these things in our landscape. And she's a landscaper herself with over 30 years experience here on Cape Cod born and raised in Dennis, Massachusetts, actually. And we are so honored to have the select board chair, Michael Herman from Orleans. So how did you get involved with all of this and what are you guys doing over there in Orleans with pesticides and fertilizers? Well, firstly, thank you, Paula, for having us. On the select board, we've been approached by our residents that they have a growing concern regarding the spraying of Uh, chemicals in our environment, particularly pesticides and fertilizer. So this comes from the community? It comes from the community. It started a couple years ago. We decided to work on fertilizer first for our fall 2022 um, town meeting, Mm -hmm. a uh, uh, prohibit the application of fertilizer in the town of Orleans, and we did a home rule petition in regards to chemicals in our environment, Mm -hmm. and that passed at town meeting, and that's now a bill sponsored by... uh, uh, Representative Sarah Peake at the State House in the Joint Committee of Natural Resources and the Environment. We decided to follow through on our promise to our citizens, residents, and, and work on pesticides. We decided not to bring it to spring 2023 town meeting. We wanted to give it a little more time to make sure we educated and built advocacy and awareness. So we've decided to bring it to our fall 2023. 23 town meeting, which is October 16th of this year. Mm -hmm. And this is just a pesticide reduction. It really is looking at the most harmful, most toxic pesticides out there and asking us as a town that we should look at reducing these in our environment. It's why people come here. It's why we stay here. And it is our, I consider it our biggest economic asset. This issue regarding the chemicals we put in our environment is to me equally as important economically as it is environmentally. And by that I mean every resident, business, homeowner is indirectly or directly affected by our natural environment and the health of it. Kristen Andres, who is, uh, she does outreach for the Association to Preserve Cape Cod, the APCC, and uh, she's been working with Chatham Conservation Foundation for years. 
This came from the Cape Cod Chronicle, and Laura was nice enough to send it over, but what might an annual dosage of 1.3 million pounds of pesticides do to the Cape Cod water system, our water and our surface water and wildlife? Wow, just let that sink in. 1.3 million pounds of pesticides, most of which, like so much science today, not totally tested. When tested by the state at the MDAR level, that's the Massachusetts Department of Agricultural Resources, mm -hmm. they do not test any pesticide or herbicide together. Um, when you have a bottle, you have a mixture, and they're only testing one ingredient at a time, not any of the ingredients together. So that's where I have the biggest uh, problem. Right, especially because they might interact with each other. Exactly. We don't know what that is, the synergistic effects out in nature. Well, Laura, you and I have talked about glyphosate a lot. Even it's national now. I mean, you cannot watch television without finding about the lawyers who want to do lawsuits because you're getting cancer from this stuff. But yet it sits on our shelves at the hardware store. I'm just confused. I mean, if this stuff has been proven as a carcinogen. It's been proven to cause these diseases and illnesses in people. Why is it still being allowed on the shelves? And in fact, that's what people say, well, how bad can it be? They still sell it. So if you read recently in the news in New York, currently, right now, it just came out in July, last month, that glyphosate is not to be, it's exclusively geared at managing litigation risk and not because of any safety concerns. <laughs> so literally oh this year, Bayer will stop selling glyphosate-based herbicides for residential use in the United States beginning in 2023. Hmm. This is happening now. Okay. Because it is allowed on shelves still to this day. Like it says in this um, article by Kristen Andres, I mean, the number one user, I think it's 70% or more of these uh, pesticides. It's the homeowners, it's you people out there who go and buy this stuff, unknowing, just thinking, oh, I've got to get rid of these weeds between the shelves in my driveway. And you're pouring this poison not only on your plants and into your body, but into our aquifer, which we all have to partake. If I, if I may just add that yeah. uh, glyphosate is in probably about 750 different products that are carried at home care centers. Are there other ingredients, Michael, that are in those products? There's several different ingredients in products right now, uh, whether they be neonicotinoids for our pollinators are mm -hmm. definitely uh, an issue. And uh, in our home rule petition, we have a list of uh, allowable and non-allowable um, natural and synthetic uh, uh, ingredient. This is Talking Back. Today I'm speaking with Michael Herman, who is the Select Board Chair in Orleans, and Laura Kelly, 30 years experienced on Cape Cod as a landscaper and one of our favorite local environmentalists, to be sure. And we are addressing the issue of pesticides in the Home Rule Petition that is in Orleans right now for vote on October 16th, limit the use of pesticides as well as fertilizers here on Cape Cod.
we look at this as equally an environmental and economic issue. I mean, we're so fortunate to live in this special place. And uh, we, we know people come here for our environment. While we do have amazing restaurants and great stores, generally they're not waiting for hours in the summer heat to get over the bridge to go to our restaurant and stores. They have wonderful restaurant and stores in their own community. What, mm. what they're coming here for is to commune with nature to uh, swim in our waters, to kayak, to surf, to walk their dogs, to play on our beaches, whatever it be, to boat, sailing, or, or, or power boating. So everything is really based around the water. It's what, again, brings people here. So indirectly or directly, all of our shops and restaurants and hotels are directly affected by the health of our waters. Absolutely, but you're talking about the visitors to Cape Cod, and I totally get that. But what about these people who move here and buy beautiful homes with natural landscaping and decide to bring Connecticut to Cape Cod by planting sod and having to manage just outrageous plantings here on the Cape, of which need, quote unquote, these pesticides. What can we do about that? I mean, I've seen several properties just in this neighborhood alone here in East Ham destroyed, in my opinion, because they look like a dollhouse, you know, from somewhere, not a Cape Cod landscape. I think when we when we when we look at what the Cape has to offer over, you know, it is our natural vistas. It is our national seashore. None of those environments that we hold cherish that we come to go and visit and watch the sunset, to walk or watch mm-hmm. the sunrise. Those are we do not use or go pesticides. fishing in the pond. Exactly. Fe- pesticides or fertilizers yeah. to, you know, to keep them beautiful. So that's where we really have our value system and appreciation is those natural areas. Mm-hmm. Um, we are facing globally, nationally, I think we can see with droughts, with, with maintaining these properties is extremely hard when we're having water restrictions and we only have one single source aquifer for all of Cape Cod to share. Right. So there's a, there's a challenge. And when people are planting things that are not native to the area, if you're not planting natives, they are going to be more fragile. They're going to have to be replaced. They're going to have to need maybe pesticides or fertilizers where our natural plants are used to the environment, they're indigenous, and uh, they thrive here. Right. For the last 30 years and more, actually, I've been creating gardens and your whole entire property can grow without any man-made synthetic fertilizers or chemicals. It's not hard. It's actually cost-effective. It's easier and cheaper. And it works. I know that a lot of people are talking about, gee, what plants can I get that are native now? You know, rather than, oh, let me go buy this, like, crazy whatever and put it in my front yard, you know. In every local garden center, there is a section of native plants. Just ask. Okay. It's that easy. That's the first place. Of course, you can Google. There's charts and there's lists locally for Cape Cod as well as for Massachusetts. And there's enough plant vegetation of all different shapes and sizes that are beautiful. I'm really impressed to see things flower and smell good and of course attract the native pollinators that we all need in order to survive. Yeah, I went by a nice stand of sweetbush 
that is totally, totally native. And my goodness, the, the odor just coming off of that, and it's just as beautiful as a lilac this time of year. Sweet pepper bush. Yeah, I wish they'd make actual perfume out of that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, a, there's a great resource I use or recommend people to at the Association to Preserve Cape Cod. They have a, uh, a native plant section on their website where you can put in the type of property you have, the type of soil, okay. the month, what you're looking for. And it can give you a selection of different native plants that you can use when you're going to your garden center or looking for seeds. It would be association to preserve org. Okay. I think it's APCC.org. Okay, APCC.org. And there you can find what grows naturally here. The direction we need to go in as far as native vegetation goes is zeroscaping. That's X-E-R-I scaping. Huh. And that means you'll be planting plants that need less water. And this is what I've been introducing into landscape designs the last couple of years, and mm-hmm. especially this year. And they've been going great. So there's more grasses, there's more sand, um, not the, you know, I'm going to say hydrangeas, but there's an oak leaf hydrangea. So there are great natural substitutes locally available. Right. There are, so, there are so many cool plants that just grow around here that it's silly to have to bring in something that requires so much care and pesticides. You don't need them. This is yeah. where I'm at. So, Michael, um, what's going on in the town of Orleans these days? And I understand you had a recent success based on what we talked about last time we all three got together on Talking Back. Sure. Uh, we started back in the select board back in June 15th of 2022, um, listening to a lot of uh, residents' concerns about the increased spraying, the increased pollution of our ponds, our estuaries, our embayments. Um, while we've been studying them and educating over the last few decades, unfortunately, they continue to deteriorate and the usage of fertilizer and pesticides continues to grow, even with great education. So our residents are very concerned. They were seeing a lot of trucks spraying, a lot of yellow flags around. They approached the select board. Uh, We voted unanimously to address these issues, uh, but decided both pesticides and fertilizer at the same time might be a a too heavy of a lift. So we decided to look at um, and work on fertilizer first. We put together a home rule petition, and the reason we did that is because in 2013 the state took away individual towns right to uh, manage what chemicals are put in the ground so it's all done um, now at the state level oh and preemptive yes so people don't quite realize that we're we're really just asking for our right back, back. as yeah. a town that was taken away from us to be the to judge which chemicals and can be put into our environment so we decided to work on fertilizer. We did the home rule petition. Um, we took it to our fall 2022 town meeting, and it passed. Oh, okay. good for you. So thank you, and uh, thank you to the town. It, uh, it now has been a bill sponsored by Representative Sarah Peak, and it is Bill H-874, and it has been entered into the Joint Committee of Environment and Natural Resources. Oh, good. Um, so we're still monitoring that and pushing that along um, with the help of our uh, state representatives. Then we decided in regards to pesticides to tackle next. 
Uh, we, we decided not to address it during the spring 2023 town meeting. We thought it was a little too soon. We mm -hmm. needed to give it some more time to do some more education, to do some more advocacy. If you haven't really researched a lot of these issues, they can be a little complicated. There's a lot of misinformation out there. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of lobbying against it and a lot of confusion about their safety and non-safety. Mm. Um, so we've been working on that uh, uh, all spring long and now throughout the summer, and we're bringing it to our fall 2023 town meeting, which is October 16th, um, a home rule petition. And this is, home rule petition is just about pesticide reduction. Pesticides that you use inside your home are still, you can use anything you want that you normally use today. Pesticides to protect yourself, meaning lotions or sprays, you're still allowed to use whatever you want that you are using today. So there is no fear that if you're, if you're concerned about mosquitoes, you're concerned about ticks, that is not a problem at all. All the stores and retailers can continue to sell what they are selling right now. There is no responsibility of theirs to change anything they are selling. We hope they might voluntarily start switching more and more products towards organic, towards natural, towards safe, but that is their decision. Um, and the reason for that is we can't interfere with inter-commerce. Inter we have great uh, lawn care and uh, home care stores in Orleans that also sell to East Hampton, Brewster, to Chatham, Harwich, mm -hmm. if you will. Those are kind of the big things. We also have a waiver form for ecological restoration. So if we have great organizations that are protecting and preserving conservation areas, they do need to fill out a waiver form and, and state what pesticide they may want to use that is not on the allowable list. Okay. We do have minimal risk pesticides are still being allowed. Those aren't Orleans lists. We didn't put them together. The Department of Agriculture has put them together and the Environmental Protection Agency. So we're really trying to meet in the middle here. And work with everybody. Work with everybody, but make a significant step forward with action. We have been, ever since Rachel Carlson in the 1960s, this has been going on for 60 years. Our residents feel it's time to take some action. While education is always the most important and paramount, unfortunately education without some restrictions or action has proven not to work on this issue. And I, we didn't just educate our way out of smoking. We didn't just <laughs> educate our way out of lead paint. We haven't just educated our way out of single-use plastic bottles or, or plastic bags, in Orleans at least. The combination of the parallel tracks of both education and some regulation, fair regulation, is the best path to go at this time. Excellent. If you're just joining us, this is Talking Back. Today I'm speaking with Orleans Select Board Chair, Michael Herman, and Laura Kelly, a local organic landscaper with 30 years experience right here on Cape Cod. And we are discussing pesticides on WOMR Radio. You're joining us at 92.1 FM or 91.3 FM locally, or perhaps you're listening online at www.womr.org where you could look up the podcast for this program at any time and listen at your leisure or share it with your friends. So thank you for joining us today, and I'm Dr. Paula Sperry. What about climate change? Like, does that figure into any of this? It does. It's climate change is definitely the greenhouse gases that are, are produced by manufacturing pesticides. 
Also, the use of pesticides, as we know, you continue to use year after year more doses to eradicate the pests you may have had the year before. And we know agriculture is a major contributor to greenhouse gases and the climate change. So it almost becomes this vicious cycle. Yeah, of, I was going to say of, it sounds of, cyclic. Yeah, of using <clears throat> pesticides, having to use more, having to use more toxic ones. They, they get into our, our environment. We see what they do to our waters with out west. People have asked, you know, well, we don't have agriculture as much on Cape Cod. Well, we do have the biggest crop in America in Cape Cod, which is grass. Right. You know, and it's 40 million (laughs) acres of grass in the United States. And we have a lot of yards due to our development and our popularity of of people moving here. And playing golf. And that would be another place that you would have a lot of grass. Yeah. It's up to us to protect our natural resources. Mm -hmm. If we continue on the path that we are going right now, we will not be able to sustain pollinators, uh, vegetation, uh, and thus potentially our greatest natural resource, drinkable water. Mm. So we need to make change. Right. And it is up to us now. Our select board, whose mission is to take care of XYZ, <laughs> townspeople, um, resources in our town, they're putting the words together as a home rule petition uh, and asking residents to join their mission to help protect each other. So this is an opportunity to get involved in our community, to step up, to educate your neighbor and your loved ones. Uh, we have a table at the farmer's market every Saturday Uh, from 8 o'clock to 12 o'clock. And who exactly are you who has that table? Locals. Uh, I volunteer once in a while as a land caregiver here, all non-toxic, and just educate people that you can grow grass without the use of fertilizer or pesticides. Right, and why grow grass at all? I mean, you could also advise people on what they can do Uh, instead of try to bring suburbia to Cape Cod. Dutch white clover loves it here, (laughs) naturally. So that's the Pesticide Reduction Initiative volunteers you're speaking about, right, Laura? Correct. And they're at the farmer's market every Saturday in the morning. Laura is one of the volunteers. So where exactly is the Orleans Farmer's Market, if people would like to know? It's behind the Chocolate Sparrow. So feel free to park in the parking lot at the... Uh, Chocolate Sparrow. And the CVS store in there, yeah. 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 Where the old movie theater used to be. You can't miss it from there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That was a long time ago. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And and then uh, you can just, you know, hunt uh, hunt down their uh, their booth there. Absolutely. And we're always seeking volunteers to help. Anybody wants to help. The question is, would you like to help lessen the amount of pesticides? Mm. That's it. Yeah. If you can answer that question with a yes, then get involved. Reach out. Yeah. It'll help out. Because yeah. now is an opportunity to take this to the state yeah. and actually make a difference for next generations. The time's now. You know, just the initiative and all the energy and what this town of Orleans is doing here to help protect our aquifer. You know, it's going to spread like wildfire into the other towns and 
other towns are getting involved and starting to ask these questions. And if you're a consumer out there, you could do two things. Actually, you could do more than two things, but I'm thinking you could limit the amount of pesticide and herbicide that you use on your very own property. And you can get involved as a volunteer to help others understand just exactly what that means to our yeah. aquifer here on Cape Cod. If, I'm, if I may, doctor, uh, one thing people ask, of course, is what can I do to help? And what you can do immediately is stop using fertilizer and stop using pesticides voluntarily. Um, you can also reach out to your select boards in your local towns. You can also reach out to your representatives, um, both your uh, representatives and senators, and let them know your feelings. We're hoping Orleans is just, we're just carrying the torch a little bit further forward, almost like in a relay race. We're really hoping this gets picked up by our wonderful county organizations, be it the Assembly of Delegates, be it the Cape Cod Commission, and from our state legislators and senators, their message to us was very clear. Be bold, take action. And Laura brought uh, something here that I just like to read. If you change nothing, nothing will change. You've got a flyer that you're distributing around, don't you? And can you explain that for people, what it is? Well, the flyer is just something that announces what we're doing for our home rule petition. And what it does have on it also is, of course, a QR code in our website. That will take you to the Orleans Town website informational page. And on that page, there is a home rule petition. There is the bylaw. There are health studies. There are database links where you can put in any type of disease pretty much under the sun you can think of, and it will produce in, uh, uh, the list of studies and citations of, of what harmful pesticides may be linked to that. We also have articles in our wonderful newspapers that we have in, the, in our area. It's the Chronicle has been covering this a lot, both yes. in their op-eds and, and their editorials, and there's great coverage that they do. So a little bit of a shout out to the Chronicle. Right. And anybody that that lives in any other town that wants the language, please go to the Orleans Town website and the language is all there. You can copy and paste it and send it to your board of selectmen and be the liaison and take the same message. Like I feel like the hard work is done. Mm -hmm. The home rule petition's written. And wouldn't it be amazing if countywide we all had the same language? Yeah, all 15 towns just did that. Wow. That's our goal. So that's where we're headed. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> well, kudos to Orleans being the first. Where I actually wrote a petition through change.org. Okay. Where anybody across the nation can sign. And it's real easy to do. You go to change.org. Orleans Pesticide Petition. Try it out, you just put your name and your email and that's it. And so this is a way of showing power in numbers. Yeah. So again, if you feel as though you want to help reduce pesticides, it's that simple. Just sign the petition at change.org. And so thank you for doing that because this mission, we need more. It's bigger than a community, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, when we started this conversation, we realized it's not just nationwide either. It's global. Right, right. So, so if you're visiting here from, I don't know, Virginia, California, Alaska, 
and you love Cape Cod, to guarantee yourself a wonderful place to come and visit, you can go on the change.org petition. Find the Orleans Pesticide Petition and give it a sign, people. All right. Thank our residents and thank all the volunteers and the support we've gotten so far from wonderful environmental organizations that are really helping move this issue forward. Education with action is where we feel we will really get um, this thing moving. And Orleans is just the start. We really see this as a countywide regional initiative. Everything has to start with an individual and then a town and then, <laughs> yeah. and then it becomes regional and, and eventually maybe uh, statewide and then hopefully national and international. And we're just one small part of carrying the torch of so many amazing people that preceded us, both environmentalists and economists that really care about their environment and the health of their neighbors. Excellent. Thank you. Well, thank you both for joining me today on Talking Back. People have the right to not be exposed to what you put on your property. Thank you for tuning in to Talking Back. Talking Back is heard on WOMR Radio at 92.1 FM at this time each week. If you have news or comments to share, or you would like to be a guest on Talking Back, Write, call, or email this station, care of Dr. Paula Sperry, WOMR FM Radio, Post Office Box 975, Provincetown, Massachusetts, 02657. Or you can give us a call. We're at 508-487-2619 or 1-800-921-9667. We're also at www.womr.com. Dot org online. Tune in next week, and until we meet again, please remember to love your body.